Welcome to another edition of Sacktown Movie Buffs. Once again, I'm Kier, and this is Jason. And today we are back uh, finishing off our <laughs> top 10 films of every year. Uh, let me word that better, actually. So we started this back uh, when we first started this podcast. We, we started, we said that we were going to do basically our top 10 films of every year um, from when we met um, initially all the way to like the present. Um, so we started with 1995. Five, yeah. yeah, 1995, and we've just kind of been going up through the years over the last basically two years or so that we've been doing this podcast almost, uh, trying to get through these films because we broke them up into two different parts. So we would do like our, you know, like the bottom half, which would be like our number six. Or I'm sorry, number ten through number six. Um, and then, you know, obviously, then we do the second half where this is what this show is, where we do our number five through number one, and then, you know, maybe some honorable mentions and things of that nature. Uh, this has been a fun and very challenging process, though, um, because it was good because we talked about a gazillion films over the, you know, <laughs> that came out over the last 25 years. Um, and we've been going through the list, but it, this definitely took a lot longer than I had initially expected that we were going to finish this and get through <laughs> all these films, at the very least, I, I would say. Yeah, I'm. I, it feels good to finally put this this to bed. I mean, I love the idea. I still love the idea, but good lord, I had no idea it would take so long to do these. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been it's been it's been a challenge. So we're already um, so a few. I was. It's been a while actually. We did the first part of 2018. Um, long time ago. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was definitely. At least a month or two ago. I don't remember how long ago. Oh yeah, it's been longer it's than that. I think the holidays. I think so. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, and that was where we did our number ten through number six. And so now we're back on 2018, uh, and this will be our number uh, five through number one. And then we're done because we've already done 2019. That was our very very first show. We've already done 2020. We did that um, basically at the sometime in the last last year. And then, yeah. And then we'll just be doing pretty much the years to come. So at some point we'll do a 2021 show. But I digress. Uh, so we're on one of our final show which is of this series that we've been doing, which is 2018 in part two. Um, so once again, like I said, if you've been following, this will be our number five through number one. Um, however, on the previous show, we were supposed to do a challenge film. So basically, there's a film that Jason had assigned to me, and I assigned a film to him. He ended up doing his, but for at the time that we did the show, because it had been so long since we assigned those challenge films, I completely forgot what the film even was. Um, but now we, we rectify that situation. So before we actually get into our number five, I'm actually going to do a quick review on our challenge film. And so I say we just get right into it right now. So I'm going to bring that in. Yeah. So the film that you actually challenged me to... Uh, was American Animals, um, which is basically, uh, it's a true story, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a true story, uh, which is based about four college kids uh, that basically come up with a plan or devise a plan to basically uh, steal um, some very expensive artwork out of like a library. Um, yep. So they basically all come together um, and they're planning on stealing his artwork. And then basically, I forget what state they're in like pennsylvania or something like that but they were gonna like take the artwork to like new york to like sell for like i don't know millions millions of dollars or something of that nature so it's supposed to be like very highly valuable artwork and so most of the film is is beginning with them talking about the plan and kind of planning it and then obviously the execution 
um, which I won't go into details about. Just kind of leave it at that. But um, it, it's kind of funny because they're like four kids that are don't know what they're doing. Um, they're college kids. They're young. Uh, they're obviously not professional art thieves or anything like that. So this is not going to be some Ocean's Eleven type, you know, <laughs> that's going on. Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, but it's a comedy. It's comedy drama. Um, but in a nutshell, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought it was a good movie. Uh, definitely liked it. This actually wasn't the first choice that you had given to me. Originally, you had given me the domestics, uh, which uh, I couldn't find anywhere except for like for like twenty bucks to like rent. Which you know, yeah, film that from two thousand eighteen. You know, I wasn't really trying to spend twenty dollars on. So this was kind of the the, the default one, which American Animals, which um, which is really really funny. Um, so it was fun. It was funny. A great story. And like I said, it's kind of based on a on a true story as well. Uh, but yeah, it's just one of those, those ones where, you know, like a group of kids get together and think they're going to devise this like flawless plan that you just know is going to probably go wrong somewhere. Um, so yeah, definitely really, really enjoyed it and, uh, good film. So definitely a good choice, man. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I gave this one, um, I gave it three, three stars out of five is what I gave it. So definitely one that I like, um, you know, didn't, didn't blow me away, but definitely liked it. So, but a good choice. So. Yeah, and also what I really liked about that one is uh, that it kind of uh, it, it's kind of a blend of fiction and documentary too. Because I don't know if you remember, but like the the real people are in the movie too. Because it's right, like other yeah, we're in the movie. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Because it's like partially a documentary, so you get like interviews with the actual the the people who actually tried to pull this heist years ago, and then there's even some really. Uh, I remember, you know, it's been, you know, I haven't seen it since 2018, you know, I saw it in the theater in 2018, um, but I remember there's even some kind of creative stuff where they have, like, the people, uh, like, the people who are, the, the real people are kind of in the scene with the people who are playing them and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And it's, yeah, yeah, so they show, they're, like, doing, like, little cameos and things of that nature throughout the film, yeah, so that is interesting, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I you know, yeah, it, it didn't, like, it wasn't the greatest thing I'd ever seen before, but I, I remember really enjoying that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Definitely a good choice. Yeah. Ooh. And did, did I actually talk about mine last time? I thought we put it off until this time. Um, what was it, Den of Thieves? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember yeah, I if I talked about it I don't know if you talked about it, but, I mean, if you want to go into it real quick, you can give us a <laughs> Quick uh, recap or summary of it for sure. So. Yeah, which is kind of a different kind of heist movie. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, honestly, it's been a long time since I watched it. It was uh, I checked before we started. It, it was September twenty fifth when I watched uh, uh, Den of Thieves. That shows you. I mean, that's you know that had to have been after you assigned it to me. You know, so that shows you it's been a while since we did one of these last, probably. So. Yeah. September 25th, and um, yeah, I, I, I didn't love it. I didn't love it, but I, I didn't hate it either. Um, I remember thinking the the first, the opening scene is like five stars. The opening scene is like amazing, you know, and I was like, oh man, I see what everybody's been saying, you know, if the whole movie is this good, it's going to be like amazing. Um, and I don't know, I just remember thinking like it never really held on to that, that adrenaline of that first scene. I, you know, I never didn't, I never disliked it, but, um, yeah, and I had to remember, I, I had to actually, actually read the review I wrote, you know, four months ago <laughs> to remember what I thought, but it was like, um, I, I remember it's like 141 minutes long, you know, and it's one of those that it just, it, it's really long and it, it just didn't hold my attention the whole time. And 
I have kind of a hit and miss thing with Gerard Butler. You know, sometimes, like, he was just kind of playing a prick in this movie, and, like, I didn't like, not an interesting kind of prick, like Kurt Russell and, you know, Escape from New York or something, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't like it. The only character I really liked was um, O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s character, you know, Ice Cube Son's character. His character I was really, like, invested in and enjoyed, but all the other characters I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really get into, I guess you could say. Yeah. yeah. That's fair enough. So that made it for a long 141 minutes. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, it's still got some good action scenes and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I see the comparisons to Heat, but it's no Heat. It's oh, no, no Heat, I would, definitely. You know, yeah. and, you know, Heat's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's, like, in my top ten. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's definitely no yeah. Heat. And it's not even as good as The Town. But I do love those kind of films yeah. where um, – they try to give, you know, kind of like almost equal parts to like the good guys and the bad guys, the cops and the robbers kind of thing. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. it's like crew versus crew with those films, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. This one this one was more closer related to Heat because they do kind of go into like, you do find a little bit more background about Gerard Butler's character who's a cop in there and then obviously the criminal's background as well. Uh, the town, not quite as much. I mean, they're, they still have like their cop crew, but you don't find out as much about their personal backgrounds but so that one's a little bit more closely related to heat in the sense that you, you, you it's kind of like almost equal timing with both the mm-hmm. guns yeah. and, and the cops kind of thing so um, yeah. yeah yeah and i know like the you know it, it builds up to a climax where it's like you know the one main criminal versus the one main cop and um you know i could tell it like really wanted it to be like this really wrenching you know moment and i didn't really care about either of those characters so i was just kind of ready for it to be over with yeah i mean they're not <laughs> so it wasn't like heat where it's like yeah, it wasn't I like mean, heat where it just builds up this huge head of steam and yeah i mean and, you know, robert de niro and al pacino i mean let's yeah see, yeah I mean, you know gerard butler and i don't remember the other guy's name but yeah they're no they're, they're not those guys yeah so um, yeah i just yeah. yeah yeah no I, I agree cool i wasn't like on the edge of my seat i was just like uh wasn't this movie supposed to end half an hour ago? <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I don't know. It was all right. It was all right. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, glad you mostly enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, moving on to our uh, top five, I guess, if you will. So I'll go ahead and actually kick this off um, just to make it simple and easy. Um, so my number five film of 2018 is actually going to be uh bad times at casino uh bad times at, <laughs> at the el royale sorry I yeah. said the casino. Uh, <laughs> el royale, which is uh basically um has like a really good all-star cast it's got a bunch of people in there and it's just a it's, it's like a gritty like thriller with like a lot of action but also has some horror in it and it's just like, like this group of people that all basically center in on this hotel one night and they all have like a, a backstory to themselves. So you don't know a, lot, a whole lot about any of them, uh, but they're all kind of like, they all get connected in a way because of events that happen there. And it's just like a really, just really good th- like thriller where you don't really know what's going to happen next. And it's like ever changing. Um, so I just really loved it. I thought it was just really, really a good movie. And uh, definitely, like I said, definitely, uh, it was like, it was actually one of those ones that I didn't see in 2018. Um, I didn't see this one, until I, I think, or at least not when it first came out. It might have been 2019 before I even saw it, because I, I saw it on, like, TV or something of that nature. Um, but I just loved it as soon as I saw it. So it's really rare for me to see a movie that came out, like, after, <laughs> you know, the year. And 
to loved it so much that I actually subbed it in, and that's actually my number five spot, you know. So, um, so I always love when that happens. But that's my number five bad times at the Air Royale. Cool. Yeah, I, I really, really love that movie too. Um, and I also, I don't know why I didn't see it in the theater because, I mean, I thought it looked good. Um, I really don't know why I didn't see it in the theater because I go see almost everything, as you know. Yeah. Uh, and. So I don't know. Maybe it just didn't play very long, or I don't yeah, know. I don't, think I don't know. It but did very well at the box office. I think it got pretty good reviews, but I don't recall mm -hmm. it like doing very well at the box office. I mean, it's got some stars in it, but you know, there's no one's like you know. I mean, obviously the Hemsworth guy, but you know, there's not really a whole lot of big names in that film. So you know what I mean? And it's and it's like one of those films that it's like kind of hard to explain fully what it's about so and you know if you just looked at the trailer which i probably saw at some point it didn't look like there was anything like oh i've got to go see this film you know necessarily to it but when i watched it i was like man i'm glad i gave this film a chance so um for sure yeah it's complicated it would be hard to kind of sell in a trailer you know what yeah. i mean um yeah. but yeah i thoroughly loved it and kind of in contrast to den of thieves you know, this is a movie that's that's well over two hours also, and I was, like, I hung on every word of this movie, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, it's very, very, it reminded me a whole lot of, uh, kind of the movies that came out in the wake of Pulp Fiction, you know what I mean? Because it's very 90s Tarantino, you know, Roger Avery type stuff, you know what I mean? Where it's yeah. just kind of like this twisting story and all these characters that, um, that you don't know how they're connected and then it constantly like jumps back in the timeline and right. forward. And, um, it just, it's, you know, there, those movies were everywhere in the late nineties after Pulp Fiction, because that was like so cool at the time. And, yeah. um, this movie was kind of like a flashback to those kinds of movies. And, um, yeah. I always liked to those kinds of movies. So yeah. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. It's, it's funny. We were just talking about a show that we're both watching yellow jackets, which yeah. kind of follows that same kind of playbook where, you know, it's like yeah. in the present, but then they flash back to, you know, you know, back to 1996 and, you know, and you start learning a little bit more about characters and things. And I always love films or shows that do that kind of stuff that always kind of keeps you guess if they're done well, of course, I don't just mm -hmm. love them, but, if they're done well, like, like this film was, um, yeah. you're just kind of invested because you want to find out what happens next. And it's like those kinds of films where you don't know where it's going to end because you don't know enough about the characters until it gets to the end of the film, you know, because like right. said, it's kind of like peeling layers of an onion. You're finding out more about every character as things go on. And like people that you think are good people, maybe bad people and vice versa, you know? So it's like, exactly. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yeah. All right. We're moving right along. Uh, to your number five film, uh, 2018, which is going to be Black Panther. Yep, uh, Black Panther is my number five. Um, I think everyone and their mom has seen Black Panther at this point, so <laughs> no need to go too far into detail about it. But, uh, you know, as uh, any any avid viewer of this show knows that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely hit and miss when it comes to superheroes in general and, and, um, and Marvel in general. Um, but this to me, um, was easily, easily one of the very best films that's come out of Marvel or, you know, any superhero movies of the last, you know, how long have these has been big again? Like 12 years now, I think wasn't yeah, Iron Man this, 2008. New, yeah. yeah. Iron Man basically where they started doing yeah. this. Cause obviously there was like Spider-Man and Hulk films that came out beforehand, but this is the first one where they've kind of like 
tied them all in to make like the Avengers like series or whatever, and use prim- primarily the same actors for all those films of, of this particular series. So, um, you know, because obviously Spider Man has been played by multiple characters in the past and things of that nature. So, yeah. Hold on, what's my um, it's my number four film of 2018 as well. And like I said, just a really, really good film. So, yeah. All right, so moving right along to your number uh, three film, and I'll bring that in, and that is going to be oh number four, number four. Oh, I'm sorry, your number four film. I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, your number four yeah. film, which is going to be Lean on Pete. Okay, yeah. So Lean on Pete is, uh, you know, I, I know it's not as well known as a lot of the other films on our list, but uh, definitely one that I highly recommend seeking out. Um, it's easily one of the best uh, coming-of-age movies I've seen in a long time. And I'm a big fan of coming-of-age movies, you know, especially if they're really well done. And um, this one, you know, it's one that I, I initially put off seeing because, you know, I didn't see it until I was on video. Um, because it's, you know, it, 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 it looks kind of sappy. It lo- you know, it's about a boy and a horse. You know, I mean, it makes you think of like a kid's movie or something. It is not a kid's movie. It's a uh, very, very gritty, very, uh, very, very gritty coming of age film um, about a, a kid with a rough background who kind of uh, forms a, a bond with a horse. But like it, all I can say is like any anything that you have in your mind about like, oh, it's, you know, it's about a coming of age movie about a kid and a dog or a horse or whatever. And anything that you... Uh, preconceived notions you might have of that kind of movie, you know, being like a sappy, uplifting, cheesy kind of movie. It's not that is all I can say. I wouldn't want to say more, uh, but if you like uh, kind of tough, gritty coming of age movies, even if the poster doesn't make it look that way, uh, definitely check this movie out because it's, uh, it's, it's a lot better than you might think if you're just thinking like, oh, movie about a kid and a horse, how sweet. It's not that kind of movie. So, um, Without going into any more detail, check that movie out. Cool. Haven't yeah. seen it, but sounds like it's about a kid and a horse based on it, so I don't really know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gritty film about a kid coming of age with a horse, you know, I, I don't know. So, yeah, yeah, cool. Cool, man. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure anybody watching is going to be rushing out <laughs> to see Hey, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen it, so I can't really comment on it. But um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, it's got a lot going on with it. I'm sure, there's a lot of story there. <laughs> there is. <laughs> cool. Now, like I said, I can't comment on it because I haven't seen it. So, um, but I will move right along to my number three film, uh, which is going to be the 2018 Halloween. Um, ah. So yeah, uh, definitely, definitely enjoyed that. Um, you know, of all of the, the, the slasher films, I think Halloween has, has always been my favorite. Um, I haven't liked all the ones that came before the original one, but I definitely have liked a, a good series of this one. And I even like the first Rob Zombie one, which a lot of people hate and almost everybody except for you hates the, the sequel to that one. But um, no, no, there's a lot of Halloween two believers out there. Trust me. Yeah. It's got probably some of the worst reviews I've ever seen, though. So, um, but yeah. In any event, um, I didn't like that one, but you know, you did. Um, but this one, this was like definitely back to fold. Um, so I just love, love, love this one. This one was just great. Um, I loved every minute of it. Um, I just thought it was a, just a really, really good back to fold. I love that they also, like some of the other ones have done in the past, just said, forget all those 
crappy films that you've seen of the Halloween ones and just, you know, went straight to the straight to the good stuff. So, um, so yeah, definitely, definitely enjoy this one. And uh, that's why it's my number uh, three. Yeah. Number three film for 2018. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I love this one too. Um, 2018 was a great year. So this is another one like bad times of the Royale that would be, um, I didn't, I didn't think to come up with a list of runner ups this time, but it would definitely be, you know, pretty high up in the runner ups. Um, yeah, I love the Halloween series. You know, I've always been kind of a Jason guy at heart, uh, not just because we share the same name, but I've always been, I've always been kind of a Friday the 13th fan. I think first and foremost, as far as the big slasher heavy hitters go, but I definitely love Nightmare on Elm Street and I love Halloween too. Um, and, uh, Halloween also and Halloween too. <laughs> so, um, but I like, you know, all, all, all three of those franchises are pretty interesting, really, if you follow them all the way along from the beginning, uh, because the, the, the different uh, routes that uh, filmmakers have had to take to explain or not explain the ones that came before it. And Halloween in particular, I think, has like three or four different timelines, you know, <laughs> if you look at yeah. it. Especially so it's when like, I mean, this is. Laurie Strode's sister or not, and you know, all the other stuff with that. So, yeah. Right, right. So, you've got like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not going to go all the way into it, but I mean, like, you've got the timeline that goes from one to six straight through. You've got the timeline that goes from one to two to H2O, because, you know, keep in mind, this is the second time they've tried to restart it. You know what I mean? Like, it's got, it goes from one to two to H2O, because, and then H2O to, to, uh, 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 the reality TV one. I can't remember. Re uh, Resurrection, maybe, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and then you've got this one that, that even knocks out number two, Halloween 2, the original Halloween 2, and goes straight from the first one. And then, of course, you've got, like, the Rob Zombie ones that are kind of like their own separate little island. Um, and... I don't know. It's pretty fascinating, really, if you think about it. Um, but it's like four different timelines in this in this one little series. But anyway, long story short, um, I do really like this one. I, I like all the movies in the series, really, except for Halloween 5, um, to be honest. <laughs> um, but this one was really good. I dug it. Um, uh, and I guess that's that. Yeah, it's a Halloween movie. Uh, yeah. And I liked it. Yeah. Thumbs up. Cool. <laughs> Awesome. Got off on a little bit of a tangent there, which I tend to do when it comes to horror movies. <laughs> Not a problem. Not a problem. We're still moving right along. So we're moving right along to your number three film, which is going to be Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, it's another great Mission Impossible movie is all I can say, really. Um, I've always been... You know, I'll take any... Frankly, I'll take any Mission Impossible movie over any... James Bond movie, any Jason Bourne movie. Not that I don't like those other ones, but it's just kind of my favorite long-running action franchise. Oh, any any Fast and the Furious movie. Like, again, like I don't dislike those. Um, I just, something about the Mission Impossible movies is just my, my kind of thing. It's got like really great action, uh, but it's got kind of a different vibe than all those other ones. And it's got like, I don't know, I've never been like a big like... Uh, spy movie you know like i've never been like a james bond fan really all that much um not that i don't like several of those movies but as you know international espionage has never been really my thing but for some reason the mission impossible movies just do it in a way that's much more fun and kind of lighthearted, but still like kick-ass action at the same time 
Um, they're just my kind of thing. So I've loved everyone in the franchise except for like I, you know, I think pretty much everybody uh, knows that Mission Impossible Two is the weak link. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll even watch that one every once in a while. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, beyond that, I think all the other films in the franchise. Um, except for Mission Impossible 2, are some of the best action movies that have ever been made, honestly. So um, this one was just another another great Mission Impossible movie. So I'm looking forward to the next one if it ever comes out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I liked uh, Mission Impossible <laughs> Fallout as well, uh, so much so that it is actually my number two. So, uh, All right. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we can just knock that right out of the way. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, like I said, it is a really, really good action film. Um, I've never been a big uh, James Bond guy either. So, um, so I'm agree, I'll agree with you on that. Um, I've liked a few of them. Hit, hit, they're, they've always been hit or miss for me. I really love uh, Casino Royale, which is probably why I almost mm -hmm. loved the other one previously. Um, yeah. I really, really love Casino Royale. I thought that was, was, was the best one that I've seen. And I haven't seen all the, the previous ones with, you know, the, uh, Roger Moore and all those ones. I can't comment on the older ones, but um, but this this is definitely a, a, a it's a complete franchise. I definitely like it outside of the second one, kind of like you, <laughs> uh, which I don't hate. I just don't love it as much as the other ones, really. Um, yeah. But I also like the I also like the the, the Jason Bourne films, and I also like uh, the yeah. Fast and Furious films. So I don't know. I just I don't really compare them. I don't really because they're 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 kind of different. Um, obviously, the Fast and Furious ones are just like the over-the-top, crazy action, revved-up car ones. So it's kind of hard to really compare, in my opinion. Um, and then obviously yeah. the Bourne one, it's more about, um, it's more closely related to this one, but it's not really so much mission intensive. It's more him on the run and more gritty action, I guess, if you will. So it's just like a more of a grittier action film. So, uh, But this was a phenomenal film. Definitely loved it. Um, that's why it's number two on my countdown. And um I don't even know what the best one of the series is. Um, uh, this one would definitely probably be in my at least the, the top three um, for me, if not top two. So, yeah, cool. All right, moving right along uh, to your number two, um, which is going to be Roma. Hold on, stupid, stupid microphone. Can't hear you. I can hear you clicking something, so I can hear something. No, I can't hear you now. I heard you a second ago, but I don't know. Now I can't hear you again. <laughs> Let me try it one more time. Oh, I hear you. I heard you a second ago. Not now. How do I sound when I just do it like this? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to just do it that do way? It without the microphone. And all right, this cool. Thing is going I would just maybe garbage. turn your volume up a little bit and speak a little closer into the mic, and you'd probably be all right. So. Okay. All right. Cool. How about this? That'll work for now. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, man. Next time it'll be different. It's all good, man. Uh, it's yeah. Technical difficulties happen. 
All right. Yeah. Your number two film is Roma. Okay. All right. So Roma um, is the latest film by Alfonso Cuaron, um, who most people know from uh, Gravity, uh, Children of Men, films like that. Um, and I'm going to... Um, I'm going to say I don't remember what this movie's about. <laughs> I saw it. You know, it's been like three years, and I forgot to look up the synopsis before we started. Um, but all I can say is this movie, uh, you know how it is. You know, you see a movie, and, and you love it, and you know you love it. But if it's been three years, especially when you're in your 40s, like you and me, uh, you don't remember much about it except that you loved it. And this is one of those. Like, I've never... I've never gone back to it again. I will one of these days because um, I loved it. <laughs> but I don't remember anything outside of, I remember specific moments. I don't remember much about the story. Uh, but I will say that this movie, um, I remember this movie blowing me away. Um, it does the, the thing that Alfonso Cuaron likes to do, which is those really long, long, complicated shots. Um, and I love that kind of stuff. I love it when you can tell that a shot has been really, uh, planned and orchestrated to where like the camera's just running for 10 minutes and things are happening and everything is in perfect alignment, you know, and it's just like, you can just kind of drink that, that, that in. It's like, that's like real cinema to me when you have those really long, complicated takes. And I just remember being like utterly blown away by this movie. Um, and to me, it really, not that I, you know, dismissed Netflix movies before that, um, because I mean, at this point, a lot of really great filmmakers have put out their movies through letter through uh, Netflix. Um, but that was like, wow! Like, I mean, like Netflix is not just uh, throwaway stuff anymore. Like, this is like real, like masterpiece level cinema. So, um, it's you know, it's long. It's uh, it's pretty sad. So maybe that's why I haven't gone back to it. But uh, it's also just a really great movie all i can say cool yeah yeah i haven't um i haven't seen it so can't really comment on it but sounds like another movie that you described really really well like lean on Pete. <laughs> so uh so yeah i mean if you're encouraging people to watch it that haven't seen it which I, more people have probably seen roma because it was oscar nominated and won awards and things of that nature so this one definitely yeah. and it's on netflix and you know so more people have seen this one i just personally haven't seen it um but i will agree with your sentiment this this was the first one that even myself i had heard about it winning awards and i was like really a netflix film is winning is getting like all these you know accolades and things of this nature um, so this this was kind of a film that, you know, having not seen it, I would say it, at the very least, like you said, gave, uh, you know, Netflix some some prestige in terms of like, hey, you can put a, a really high quality film, you know, on Netflix um, and and, you know, it can still win awards. It can still go to the award season and things of that nature. I mean, of course, by now we know because of <clears throat> a lot of well, COVID helped as well, you know, because a lot of films had to go on Netflix or Amazon or whatever case because of COVID, you know, back in 2020 and in parts of 2021. Um, but, you know, but this was definitely a film that even myself, I, I didn't see it, but even myself, I was like, oh, wow, well, that's interesting. I didn't think that they would get those kinds of films. I always thought that Netflix is more about television shows and older movies, you know what I mean? Um, that are, you know, that they're re-releasing on there. So, um, so I'll agree with yeah. you on that for sure. So, yeah. Cool. Excellent movie. I just don't remember what it was about. <laughs> Not a problem. 
cool. it's not a movie about plot. You know, it's one of those movies. It's not the plot is not the most important thing. The plot is like kind of the 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 way the story is told as opposed to the story itself. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, there's a lot of movies that are like that, you know. Yeah. Where it doesn't really necessarily matter what the plot is. And if you try to explain the plot to somebody, they may not be that interested in it anyways. You just have to kind of see it. Kind of like uh I don't eat too mama tambien or something of that nature where right. I don't really I don't really need to explain to you the plot. I just need to say, hey, it's a good movie, you know, check it out. <laughs> so. Which was also him. Which was also yeah, him. Exactly, exactly right. Yeah. 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 Um, or like Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is not about plot. Pulp Fiction no. is about design and no. how amazingly entertaining it is while you're watching it. You know, yeah, like, exactly. Because so, yeah, I mean yeah. you you'd be hard pressed to really even myself, you know, to explain, you know, the the whole plot of Pulp Fiction or, you know, some of those other films. So not completely. Yeah, it's agree. not about plot. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Well, moving right along um, to our number, my number one film, which Cats Out of the Bag is, is also going to be, <laughs> I guess, your number one film. <laughs> so, um, so I'll just go ahead and bring it in real quick. And that is going to be... Black Klansman. Um, so that is both of our number one films for 2018. Uh, just a really, really good Spike Lee joint. Um, about uh, most people have seen this film, but if you haven't, it's obviously about uh, a black man living in a black uh, cop and or detective. If, if you, was, was he a detective or was he for the FBI? Oh, no, he's a detective. Yeah, de yeah, detective. Yeah, or a cop. Uh, black I know, like, I don't know the difference there really, but. Yeah, I don't remember. He's he's not like a beat cop or whatever he is. He's like some detective or something. I haven't seen it in a couple of years myself. But uh, but yeah, he basically a uh, black man that infiltrates uh, the black, uh, basically infiltrates uh, the Ku Klux Klan. Um, basically, mostly kind of like over the phone. Um, and then he had basically his uh, white, technically Jewish counterpart basically uh, uh, go in and, and, you know, basically be him you know when he actually had to meet somebody so uh, it's very interesting film based on a true story um you know really really good it was funny in a lot of parts as well um so it's got a lot of humor um but just you know definitely is really interesting story you know what i mean uh you know it's just something that you just you know to hear about a you know a black man you know basically uh you infiltrating and somewhat joining the Ku Klux Klan able to fold them and get it make a way in. Uh, and he still has like his card, uh, carrying card or whatever for like being like a member of the clan or whatever. So it's very interesting, but I enjoyed it. Um, it's definitely one of, um, uh, you know, one of my favorite Spike Lee films as well. Um, you know, I love a lot of Spike Lee films, or I should say I like a lot of Spike Lee films, but I don't love, love a lot of them for some reason. They're just not, they're always good. Um, but there's only like a really handful that really stick out to me um, that I, you know, put in that upper echelon and this would be one of them for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big, big Spike Lee fan. He's one of my favorite filmmakers. Um, I, I like that. He's always trying new things. You know, he's not, uh, he's not doing the same movie over and over again by any means. Um, and, you know, like any filmmaker who is always, you know, swinging for the fences, it's not always gonna, not always gonna work, but uh even his misfires, I tend to at least like, you know, most of the time. So this is definitely one of his very best movies, though. And it was good that it was a, you know, he hadn't had a real good hit in a while. But this right. was a hit. Like, it did well pretty mm -hmm. much across the board with critics. And it even did well at the at box, the box office. office as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he hadn't had, like, a movie that was big at the box office in a really long time. So yeah. 
I'm glad this gave him like some some clout again, you know, in right. the uh, in the box office marketplace, you know. I agree. Um, but yeah, I thought it was just fantastic. Um, it was easily easily in a very good year. I think 2018 was a very good year. But, no, it was. It was um, a really really good year. Um, you know, and so you know, like I said, there's a lot of films that weren't in your top ten that I was you know surprised about. You know, like um, you know, uh, bad times that you know the El Royale or, you know, the Halloween and, you know, there's a yep. few that, you know, I thought might've made it, but didn't make a year. And there's a lot of ones that I, on just from my memory, I thought would have been in my top 10 um, that didn't make it as well. Um, I did make a quick list just of some of my uh, runner ups that I'll just read through real quick. Um, so it was like uh, ready player one, oh. uh, unsane summer of 84. Um I put Green Buck on there. I haven't seen it in a while. I remember liking it initially, but you know, I have to re-see that one again. Uh Crazy Rich Asians, uh The First Purge, and then uh The Night Comes for Us. So Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh you know, I forgot to put a list together, uh, but um those would have all been on it pretty much, except for like Ready Player One was in the bottom half of my top ten. So uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I like I like I like all of those movies quite a bit. Yeah. Yep, for sure. And more. Cool. <laughs> it was a good year. Cool. Well, yeah. we finished. We're done uh, with our, you know, you know, our going back to 1995 and all the way up to, you know, uh, 19, well, basically 1998, really. Um, um, so we're, we're finally done. Um, so now all our top tens will be, you know, uh, well, in, of the year anyways, will be, you know, for, for now anyways, will be movies moving forward. I mean,